day 236. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. Haggai. Oh, man. Oh, it's so good, bro. It is. Two chapters of flames. Yep. All right. So, yeah. You want me to start off? (laughs) I know we're both eager to get into it. All right, it. yeah, start, start, start. All right, so basically, it. setting a little context, Haggai is this small, neglected book in the Hebrew Bible, right? In the Old Testament, one of the 12 prophets, only two chapters. You probably miss it by just flipping the pages too fast, right? Yeah. So it's a small book, but it's so important in the narrative of Scripture, right. bro. Like, remember, up until this point, the prophets had been prophesying, yo, Israel, y'all are sinful. Y'all are going into judgment, into Babylon, right? right? Every single prophet has said that in right. some way, shape, form, or fashion. And here, they're back, right? Right. 586 BC happens. They're back. 70 years later, yep. they're back here in the land, in the city of Jerusalem. All the prophets as well said, yo, God is going to bring you back, and he's going to restore you guys. Right. Now, we get here, and Ezra Nehemiah talks about this as well. Right. And, you know, Haggai is prophesying to these cats about rebuilding the temple. Yep. So they come back, they get restored. Yeah. Yo, and they start on it, right? But then it's like, then they're chilling, they're watching HGTV, they see yeah. Chip and Joe in the games, build the house, and they say, yo, it's been so long since we've had stuff of our own. Mm-hmm. I'd like to build a nice deck on my joint. I'd mm-hmm. like a nice rooftop. Mm-hmm. And basically this book- I like book, a shed in the backyard. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Basically this book is God comes and he walks and it's as if God says, hmm. Yeah. You know, he walks around the house. He's like, oh, yeah. this is nice. Oh, did, did you do this right here? Oh man, your yeah. house is- Your house looks nice. Mm, yep. Yo, yeah. you've been putting in work. You're- psh, Man, the floors are pristine. Yo, is that marble on the countertop? Nah, yeah. it's quartz, but it looks like marble, right? And it's God saying, man, y'all's is pristine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, but my house is in shambles. It's in, in disarray. Yeah, yeah. And so what God does is he's challenging their priorities. Mm, mm. Bro, oh, this is the good. thing that struck me about this is like, yeah, we evaluate our priorities i think on the basis of morality mm, right mm, so mm, so it's like you know if somebody's like ah man i want to you know bag this many guys or girls this year blah blah, blah or i want to do that right if somebody sets a goal for something immoral we say yo yo that's that's wrong and it's misplaced mm. but if somebody just sets a good amoral thing Mm. Often it goes unchecked, mm. and God's saying, "Look, y'all like y'all aren't doing things that are unjust." Mm. God's just saying, "Nah, like your priorities are expensive, mm. and it's not even that they're wrong. God doesn't have a problem with people being able to have nice things, nice homes, nice cars, oh, nice that's good, careers." Bro. That's good, bro. God's saying, "My problem is when you have those things yeah. at at the ex- at." At the expense of my glory. Mm. And that's what God's starting to push against mm. here. Your priorities. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good, bro. Yeah, like, I just thought about, man, to piggyback off what you said, their desires and priorities mm. outweighed in their hearts mm. God's desires yeah. and priorities. And that's the same thing with us, man. And wow. it's so subtle, especially, you know, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Right. Right? It's so subtle. And here, 
the people of God, like one of the things like we realize is like, yo, it's not just other people. Right. right. It's not just persecution right. that keeps us from doing God's will in our lives. Mm. Sometimes it's us. Yeah. Right? right. Sometimes it's us. And, you know, one of the things I always say, man, is so much of our identity can be found in what we make a priority. Mm. Right? Our identity can be found in what we make priority. What we orient our lives around. What comes first? What has precedence? What is our money being spent? What is our right. time right. being spent on? And, you know, one of the things here, he's like, yo, carefully think about your ways. Think right. carefully consider about- Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Haggai's want to tell them like, man, you know, the reason God ain't blessing you like you really want is because y'all neglecting his house. Right. Right. He's like, yo, dew ain't falling on the land. You know, they, they had crops. They, had, <laughs> they didn't have Publix and all that kind of <laughs> right, stuff. They couldn't right. get the prepackaged meals. Yeah. And- He's like, yo, this, this is why, right? And in their mind, they would have understood it that way too, right? right? Dew is not falling. Crops ain't growing like they used to, right? Yeah. It ain't fruitful. But because it's because we're not building God's house. And it's not just, listen, it's not just building God's house to for a building. Right. It's for worship. Right. Right? Worship is the priority for the people of God from zero BC right. <laughs> to now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's why the temple was in the center of where they lived. Absolutely. Um this book was not written by a Christian, but right before the pandemic, yeah, yeah Valentine's Day of 2020, mm-hmm. um, I read this book, Essentialism. Yeah. Yeah. I have it. I just didn't read it. Man, one of the things that he talks about in that book is that, see, our problem is we tend to use the word priorities in the plural. Oh, yeah. And there is no such thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Like a priority is meant to stand on its own. Once you have more than one, then you don't have one. And what God's saying is, no, no, listen, I've got to be the priority. Mm. And God's saying, because I'm not, God's saying, I'm going to work against all the things that you do, do mm. so mm. that mm. right, you work the ground, but you're not going to reap the, the fruit that you hope, right? You're yeah. going to do all of these projects and not get the results that you want. And then God calls them to obedience mm-hmm. to obey right obedience repentance is the the solution mm-hmm. and one of the things that i love about this book is that the people obey yo. Mm. you know it's crazy too going back really quick that priority yeah. point i wish we could talk about that yeah. i think he says in the book that priorities was not even a word right initially it was just the word was literally just priority, priority. And then that just shows you how language changes yeah we just start saying it oh, and, man, I want- <laughs> and then we adopt it as an actual word right. anyway um, one of the things he says here is that, you know, in verse in chapter one, he says, you eat, but never have enough to be satisfied. Mm. And there's this, this aspect, man, of like, I think deep down, like, even when we are seeing like we're killing it in in life, right? Doing all the things we want to do, but neglecting God, there is deep down this kind of hole, man. Our cups leak. And he says, yo, the wage earner puts his wages into a bag with a hole, hole in, in the it. bottom. <laughs> and it's like, there's an aspect of like, yo, there's just something missing in this guy yeah, yeah. people that you know that have everything mm-hmm. and don't have a peace or contentment that comes with god it's like man uh, ecclesiastes is going to say that's a curse for somebody to have everything mm. except for contentment mm. yeah. yeah yeah no that's good yeah absolutely man and we could harbor on that point <laughs> yeah. in chapter two though Ooh, it, it just gets so, so good. And it was just ministering to my own heart. Mm. So Haggai, Haggai <laughs> chapter two comes. And what you realize is that the expectations that the people of God had 
are not matching the outcomes. Mm. And that's one of the reasons, bro, that people, that we all, let me just say we, because me too, we falter in our walk with God. Because we have these expectations of God. Right. And then the outcomes don't come and we're upset. Or we just say, you know what? I'll just do something. I'll just spend my time. Instead of getting in the word, instead of praying, instead of going to church and making those things the most important thing in my life, I'll do other things. Right. Right. And so- their expectations didn't match their outcome. So 500 years ago, Solomon builds this temple. They're like, man, it's fire. Fire. Read <laughs> First Kings 8 and yeah. you'll just see how fire it was. And, you know, Haggai comes here and says, who is left among you saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Doesn't it seem to you like nothing by comparison? Even so, be strong. Right. Now, he's like, listen, I know it's nothing like y'all expected. I told y'all I was going to redo it. But take courage. I'm with you. Right. Right. God gave uh, them these great and precious promises. And what they realize is they they pale in comparison to the first temple. Mm. Right. Folks know the old heads know. He was like, yo, who was around 70 years ago before it got destroyed? You know what it was <laughs> right, like. Right. 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 <laughs> old heads know what's up. And so their morale is low. Yeah. Right. They don't have the motivation right. to keep going because it seems like. It ain't really working. Right. Right. The mm. glory cloud has not come down. None of those things. Mm. And, you know, God is like, yo, ah, keep going. Right. Keep like, going. keep, like, keep going, keep pressing on. And that's how it is in our lives as Christians, bro. Right. We get, we lose steam when it seems as if God is not coming through on his promises. Right. When in fact, he really is. Yeah. Right. And he says this in nine. He's like, yo, the final glory of this house. Will be greater than the first. I will provide peace in this place. This is the declaration of the Lord. Regardless of what it looks like, fam, I'm gonna bring my glory on this temple. Yeah. Right. Mm. And in fact, it will exceed the glory of the former. Right. And you know what happens in John chapter one? Mm. Right. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. John chapter two is gonna say he's the temple. Yeah. Right. Mm. And we know that Jesus comes and fulfills. See, yeah, this was a fulfillment of the promise, but this it wasn't the ultimate fulfillment mm. of the promise. Jesus coming is oh. the ultimate fulfillment of God's glory. Man, oh man, that's great. Jesus yeah. dies, raises, fills us with his spirit, and it's through his spirit that yeah. we are changed and are able to yeah, make God and his will mm-hmm. our priority, the priority that changes all lesser ones right and provides that pathway towards restoration and blessing yeah last thing he says that's really really good he says man he finishes off and Haggai gives this Jesus-esque speaking of Jesus Jesus Jesus-esque like parable right he's like hey say priest riddle me this yeah if you touch something dead Mm -hmm. and then go touch something like bread right right or wine right is it defiled knowing the book of Leviticus the priests are like for sure yeah Yeah, yeah it's defiled He's like, bet. So in the same way, I want you all to know while you build God's kingdom, while you build his temple, right? And wait for the fullness of the reality of the promises. Keep your hands clean. Right. Right. Mm. Stay away from idolatry and Mm. injustice just like your forefathers did before. Mm. You can't build a holy house with filthy hands. right? Right. Pursue holiness in the meantime, in between time. So that's the word to us. Right. We waiting on the fullness of the kingdom when the new Jerusalem comes down. God's like, yo, in the meantime, fam. I know it don't look like, I know the right. world is still broken, right. but I need you to just stay obedient to right. me. I'm mm. going to come through. Yeah. Very end, Zerubbabel. Yeah. Yeah. Zerubbabel, he's like, yo, I'm going to make this promise to you. You're going to have political power. I'm going to judge the nations, right? And um, I'm going to build my kingdom. 
Zerubbabel, if we don't know, is from the line of Judah. Right. Right. He's from the line of David specifically. Right. But he's not a king. Mm. Right. Persia has them in captivity. They're yeah. ruling them right now. Right. But he's like Zerubbabel. Technically, from your line, I'm going to resurrect this thing. Zerubbabel's name means seed or planted in Babylon. He's the <laughs> seed that's planted in Babylon right. that God is going to use Come on. to bring about the Lord Jesus Christ and make all of this stuff make sense. Yeah. And Jesus is the one priest who comes and is the reversal of the little thing that he says. He's like, yo, priest, you know, if you touch something dead... Yeah. And then touch something good, mm. right? You make the the clean unclean. Yeah. Gospel of Mark is going to start off with Jesus mm -hmm. touching the unclean Absolutely. and makes them clean, right? It's, ah, it's the power of God through Jesus Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. that changes us, that flips things. So it starts off with God saying, consider your ways. Consider your ways and the rest man. of the Bible, mm. it shows us how we can upend those priorities and, and it's we, through yeah jesus christ and we gotta keep reading come on gotta keep reading let's pray yeah. our father we thank you for the fact that you can make the unclean clean uh we pray that our misguided priorities our misguided motives our misguided pursuits lord they would all be um changed and rearranged as we don't just consider our ways but as we consider your ways and your work uh, in your son, God, change us today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. 